I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and some time to rest. Maybe. <laughs> After all the chaos of Advent 4 and Christmas Eve and Christmas, I finally got some time to rest and my husband Chris and I got to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy unedited, <laughs> which is seriously long. I mean, you have to do it in, in chunks. Have any of you seen those movies or read those books? Good, many of you. One of my favorite characters is Gandalf. Gandalf is an old man and a wizard. And he is very wise and he is very powerful and he just beats up the bad guys and the demons with his walking stick slash staff. He's awesome. In fact, my dad insists that his grandsons call him Gandalf instead of grandfather. <laughs> but as we were watching these movies again, and believe me, I've seen them many times, I was thinking, you know, in the last 10 years, or perhaps a little more, we seem to have lost the wise old man superhero guy. We seem to love youth and strength, but I don't see a lot of this power of wisdom. You know, the old guy that can really let him have it. We don't seem to value wisdom as much as we used to. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about what it means to be wise because it's on this day, which we call the Epiphany, when the wise men arrived to see the Christ child. And the scripture is magnificent because it only tells us what we need to know and no more. From this passage in the Gospel of Matthew, you have everything that you need to learn how to be wise. But we don't have any extra details. Like we don't know where exactly these wise men came from. It just says they came from that way, the east. Oh, actually, it's that way. Remember, our sanctuary faces east where the sun rises. So they came from that way, but we don't know if they were Hindus from India, Buddhists from, I don't know, Pakistan area, or maybe they were Confucians from China. Jain, Sikhs, who knows? All we know is they came from that way and they were wise. But what is it that lets us know that they were wise? Because whatever they had, I, I think we need more of it today. Well, first of all, they were awake. They were listening. They were watching the skies. They were not so busy or preoccupied with their lives that they weren't paying attention to what was going on around them. 
wisdom is not the accumulation of knowledge. If it was, chat GPT would be wise. No, wisdom begins by listening and watching. On 9-11, there were a number of people that reported an enormous angel in the cloud forming in the sky over the towers. There are even pictures of it online. Over a decade ago, when the headmaster at Episcopal died and I had to do this enormous funeral in the football field with 4,000 people, right as the funeral was going on, a huge rainbow arced across the sky. I don't have any explanation for these things, but I do know that if you don't look up, you miss them. If you're not awake and aware and watching, you can't be wise because you can't see what's going on. I also know that these men, wherever they were from, whatever they were doing, were not only watching, but they were also willing to move. They were willing to change, to get up and leave their comfortable lives. Wisdom is acknowledging the fact that our lives are constantly changing, whether we like it or not. And we have to lean into that change and growth and be willing to let go of the things that are of the past and move forward. Move with the movement of God. And even our planet is moving constantly. Our bodies are moving constantly. How could we ever think things would stay the same? No, I think wisdom acknowledges that we are on the move. So maybe we should just lean into that and not think that things are bad if they're changing. The wise men also, they didn't travel alone. And neither did Jesus for that matter. I don't think you can walk this life and discern God's will by yourself. You see, we cannot see ourselves clearly. We need other people to tell us what they see. I am constantly encouraging you all to find your small group, your discipleship group. We need to worship together and we need to pray by ourselves, but we also need that group of people that will be honest with us that will tell us what they see. Jesus had it, and the wise men had it. They didn't walk alone. They also asked for directions. <laughs> Men, I hear you're particularly bad at that. Wisdom is asking questions. Admitting when you don't know the way, that's wisdom. 
I don't know how we've come to believe in our culture that we should know everything. How's that possible? Wisdom is acknowledging when we don't know and asking. Biblical scholars believe that the wise men ended up reaching Jesus sometime around when he was a toddler. Because if you notice in the Gospel of Matthew, it says that they entered the house. So evidently they got a place. I imagine Jesus kind of running around like a two-year-old. And they fell down on their knees, and I love those words, paid him homage. They adored that child. And they gave, they gave of themselves completely inappropriate gifts for a toddler, but hey. <laughs> because when you're wise, you know you can't hold any, everything to yourself. You, you know that God gives to you and you give out and God gives and you give and it's a flow of generosity and you just love that joy that comes from that. So they adored the child and gave, gave gifts. And then they have this weird dream in which they're warned to go home another way. And they pay attention to their weird dream. They paid attention to their intuition. They were listening not only to what was going on around them, they were listening to what was going on inside them. Some of us are good at reading the outside signs, but not the inside ones. They were listening to their own minds and hearts and you know I think every time we encounter Christ we always have to go home another way because we're changed but all of this I've known for years it was only this week when I was praying about this text that something new came to me I can't figure out why it's taken me 26 years to figure this out because it's so simple I think that the greatest quality of the wise men, the thing that made them the most wise, you could say, is that they followed the light. You know, this world is made up of a mixture of light and darkness, and a lot of us, we, we kind of follow the darkness. We pay a lot of attention to it. Our news does that. They always tell us bad news. But there's so much good news. Did you know that as of today, we have more protected land across this globe than we ever have had in human history? Granted, we need more, but that's good news. Did you know that we've pretty much cured smallpox? Did you know that infant mortality rates are lower than they've ever been? And there are less hungry people across the globe. Therapy, Freudian therapy, used to be that you go in and you talk to your therapist about all the things your parents did wrong that messed you up. And so you talk about my mom mistreated me, my dad yelled at me, and that's why I'm a jerk. But we have a woman here who's getting her PhD in a new kind of psychology, Paige Hakimian. She's on our vestry. I'm lucky enough to be able to work with her a bit. 
She's studying a new approach, which some people call appreciative inquiry, where you focus on the gifts of a person, where you talk about what they love and what they do well. Basically, you're drawn to the light. And people get so well because they're pulled out of their complaining and darkness and bitterness into what their gifts are. Imagine if you looked at each other and instead of saying, oh my gosh, I don't like her hair or she talks too loud, you said, oh my goodness, you are such a good mother. Or I see how hard you sweep that floor. Or thank you for doing so well, taking my vital signs at the doctor's office. What if we were to point out the light all the time? What if when you went to bed every night, you were to give thanks for the light? Follow the light. Dedicate yourself to the light. After all, our message of Christians is good news, right? The wise men did not pay attention to the darkness. They focused on the light and they followed it. And it brought them to Jesus. And that, my friends, is what made them wise. So I don't know about you, but I'm rooting for Gandalf. And Arthur Brooks says that after the age of 50, in the second half of life, one of the greatest things we can do that fills us with a sense of joy is to impart wisdom to people. That in our second chapter, just doing for ourselves or trying to be more successful begins to feel empty. But sharing what we've learned now that can feed our souls. You are wise. You followed the light here this morning. You came to see the child. Thank you for your wisdom. Amen.